Hi, it's Tap Warner. Thanks for tuning in to the For Your Success podcast, an inspirational program about creating the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. Your host today is a Christian author, speaker, business coach, and program development expert who will help you design, grow, and delight in doing business as worship, because that is true success. And now, here's my lovely wife, Katie Horner. everybody. Welcome back to the For Your Success podcast. I could not be happier with the guests we have today. This is someone who has been an inspiration to me personally, has been an inspiration to our business, has really helped us grow over the last 12 to 16 months. And I'm so thrilled to invite you in to get to know someone that I consider a mentor. Now, this is someone whose business faced a huge challenge when the world went crazy last year, like most of us, and has overcome it in a big way. I'm thrilled to have Blue Melnick here with us from Sage today to talk about how we can launch these high-ticket offers. Welcome to the show, Blue. Oh, thank you, Katie. I so appreciate that introduction, and it's an absolute pleasure to to be here with you and and to talk to your audience. So our audience is all into launching our courses and programs and and high-ticket offers, and this is what you guys do day in and day out, you and your lovely wife, Barry Bumgarner. And so tell us, how did you end up in the business of helping other people launch their businesses in this way? Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, we've been in business since 2004, and my wife, Barry, actually started the business. And I like to say that I married into it. Um, (laughs) But essentially, she started as an event planning company, and she wasn't sure if she was going to do wedding planning or if she was going to do more corporate meetings or associations or what. And she kind of fell into an event with Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, which is one of the early pioneers in the online information space. And that led her to a client by the name of Allie Brown. And that led to a whole series of clients in this space. And Essentially, what we realized is our entire business wasn't actually an event planning business. We were a business that was helping our clients create purpose-driven paydays, which is to say they host an event for three days, they serve at a really high level, and those that are ready to take the next step through a high-ticket offer do. And it essentially allowed our clients to sell for three days and serve for 362. And that's why we coined the phrase a purpose-driven payday because it's not just about the money, it's about the service and being able to not only for us serve our clients, but then allow our clients to serve their clients and that ripple effect that is created by that. Right. And anyone who's ever done any kind of a launch knows how much work it is. And what a blessing to be able to to launch less frequently and then pour your whole heart into doing what you love doing. Because I don't think there's any of us, if we're honest, who love the selling part of it. No, no. We all do this because we want to serve. We all do this because, you know, we want to be able to impact our audience in some way. While the transformation does come from the transaction, that's not actually the transformation. The transformation is what happens after the transaction. I love that. And so this was a rip-roaring company. Uh, I mean, (laughs) you guys have hosted some of the biggest events that I've ever been to in the industry of the online knowledge space and people who have those kinds of businesses. And then COVID hit and suddenly we're not allowed to have in-person events anymore. Tell us what that was like for you guys. 
I'll tell you, it was five days of really, really scary. From March 15th, national emergency was declared. Around the same time, basically the entire country shut down. And over the course of the next you know, five to seven days, every single call that Barry or I fielded was somebody saying that they were canceling their event or that they were moving it to 2021 at the time. And literally over the course of seven days, our business evaporated. You know, so we made the decision, let's try and pivot. And we were lucky enough that I had what what I call a shower moment, <laughs> which is I was taking a shower and I had this idea for a virtual event that could be different than what we had experienced previously. Because pre-COVID, virtual events were just live streams. And there's nothing wrong with the live stream, but they don't convert. They don't create those purpose-driven paydays that in-person events do. And I had this idea. I said, what if we were to put somebody on a stage and allowed them to stand, present, and allowed them to interact with their audience in such a way that it was almost like they were in person? right? Put them in front of a bank of televisions where they can see, you know, 800 people simultaneously and actually engage and interact with them. And I drew it out on a napkin and I told Barry about it. And she said, that sounds cool. Can we do it? Three weeks later, we hosted our first virtual event in this manner. And uh, it was a roaring success. You know, we, we documented everything. We had statistics on every possible thing you can imagine. And the moment that event ended, actually before that event ended, I was already talking to clients who had canceled events later on in the month, telling them about this thing that we were doing that was seeming to be pretty cool. And we would tell them a little bit more about it because they didn't want to cancel their events, right? Our clients generated these purpose-driven paydays through their in-person events. So they didn't want to cancel. They were forced to. So when we discovered this and we found that we had four times the audience, we had a 20% increase in gross revenue on our first one and a 50% increase in profit year over year, like comparing an in-person event to a virtual event. When we took those numbers to the next few clients, they all were like, that's awesome. And that led to us having a conversation with Dean Graziosi, who sent a message to Tony Robbins, Small World, And Tony Robbins then wound up in our studio. He was supposed to be there for 30 minutes. He was there for four and a half hours talking to us about what we were doing and how he could potentially turn his in-person event into a virtual event. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. That led to just an amazing year. And actually, in a weird way, the best year from a business perspective, and I'd like to qualify that, from a business perspective, Mm -hmm. the best year we've ever had in 2020. And that continued in 2021 and hopefully for the foreseeable future. But it's it's been a wild ride. Yeah. And it's that question, that entrepreneurial thing is, what can we do? How can we pivot? This isn't working. What else can happen? And I think the important thing for those who are listening or watching this today is what he said there with, we have the data, we have the statistics, we tracked everything. When your business stops being a hobby and starts being a business, (laughs) it does so when you learn to read the numbers and make your decisions by the numbers. So I was at that first event in April. You know, you'd only done a couple of them by that point. And I remember the statistics just blowing us away, which was one of the reasons that I signed on to be coached by you guys on how to do live events in our business. Well, thank you for that. And it's really been quite the, uh, like I said, quite the roller coaster. And it's amazing how things continue to change. But at the same time, I think the thing that's most important and most valuable is in the end, those virtual events that we've been producing really are, we say about 80% 
the same as the in-person events, right? So we were able to take 16 years of experience of creating these purpose-driven paydays for our clients, where we had generated about $700 million over the course of 16 years. And then in the last 16 months, using really 80% of the same strategies. The difference is mostly technology and touch points, right? How do you interact? It's a little bit different. And of course, there is some differences from a technology standpoint, but the strategies are all exactly the same. And in the last 16 months, uh, having produced you know 62 events and generated over $300 million, it's been pretty awesome. And then being able to also have a program for for folks like you and all of the events we've been able to touch since then. Yeah. It's been pretty yeah. sweet. That's pretty amazing. And the idea of these live events, just to be clear, the idea of a three-day enrollment event is that you teach the thing that you teach. So if you teach this in your course or in your program or in your coaching, you take that same zone of genius, this is my expertise and how I change your life, and you create essentially a three-day plan to teach that in a really concise, impactful way at the three-day event. And then you also then have an opportunity to enroll, why we call them enrollment events, enroll people into this thing, which essentially is another way to launch the high-ticket program that you have, correct? It is. And, and the really neat thing about it is if you do it right, right, if you serve at a high level, at some point throughout the course of the event, people are going to start wanting more. And, and actually, I want to share with you just generally speaking, what this formula, what the structure looks like so that your audience can do it themselves, right? Because it's not rocket science. I wish it were, uh, but it's not. So you mentioned a three-day event, and that's really the model that we think is best. Whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for a long time, the three-day event model is best for a number of reasons, um, not the least of which is a lot of people say, you know, oh, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready for three days. Maybe I'll just do one but the reality is a three-day event is so much easier, mainly because, and think about this, there's an old saying, if I had more time, I'd write you a shorter letter, right? <laughs> so it's the same thing with live events. If you're going to try and do a shorter event, you have to be really dialed in. In fact, I think only the most experienced of people should do a shorter event. So we think the three-day live event model, having tested this for 17 years, is really ideal and it works at every level. And the cool thing is with virtual, there's no barrier to entry, right? You don't have to go to a hotel. You don't have to travel. You can do this with a computer and a television. In your living room, you can be hosting a virtual event before this year is over. Yeah, and the barrier to entry for your attendees is lower too because they don't have to get a babysitter for the kids for a weekend and pay to fly and travel and blah, blah, blah. So well, Hotel rooms and food yeah. and yeah, be in their own learning environment, not so much out of their comfort zone. There are significant advantages. Virtual is an amazing game changer for all of us because it kind of levels the playing field. There was a lot of risk associated with a, a live in-person event much less so with virtual, which I think is pretty special. Yeah. And the live event model to use that in your launches, I know we have successfully used it in several of ours now, thanks to what we've learned from you guys and attending your events. And it's an amazing way to do it. One of the things I think I found most fascinating is that in a lot of our sales training in the online world, we're, we're taught to do a webinar or a class or a masterclass or whatever the case may be, but you're taught to serve and then to make your offer. And what I found so fascinating about your three-day plan is that you're making your offer in the middle. 
And so in one sense, it catches people off guard, but in the other, it also gives you an opportunity to continue serving beyond that. Tell us a little bit about how you guys see that strategy or how you came to figure out that that was the right place for the offer on day two rather than at the end. Well, you know, we realize that people make decisions in two different ways. Uh, Some people make decisions with their heads and some people make decisions with their hearts. And those that make decisions with their heads oftentimes are, to a certain extent, impulse buyers, right? Like, ah, I'm in. Either like, this makes sense to me, you know, I can spend whatever your high ticket offer is, I can spend $5,000, I can learn how to do this thing, and I'm going to make twenty five. It's a 5x investment, this is awesome, I'm all in, right? And those are very heady. Now on day three, to your point, the offer's out there so they know about it. Morning of day three, they come downstairs or they turn on your computer, their computer, and they're either a yes or a no. And those that are a no are then reintroduced to the offer, you know, kind of bring it back onto the table because the reality is from a service perspective, you want people to take you up on your offer because the people that don't are most likely going to leave and not do anything with this information. So that morning of day two, you start to speak a little bit to their heart, right? And to a certain extent, there's a cart close moment, which we actually like to call a heart close moment, where you appeal to their emotional side, right? Not to their head, but to their heart and say, listen, you have to do the work, but you don't have to do it alone. And we're here to support you. And there's no time like the present, right? If not you, who, right? Like if you're not the one who's going to do this work, then who is? And if there's any time to do it, now's the time to do it, right? No time like the present. You know, that's a little bit of the head and the heart and one of the beauties of having the offer in that spot. And again, because we've been doing this for so long, we've tested the offer all over the place. And I can tell you from 17 years of experience, from over 600 events at this point, having generated over a billion dollars for our clients, it's the best spot for the offer. Yeah, I love that. And again, the data backs it up. This is why we do it, because the data says this, and that's so key there. And you guys continue to serve your clients who are more private individual clients that you run their events for them. But you're also teaching people now to do this through your live events on teaching how to run live events. So tell us about that because I know we've got one coming up here soon. We do. Yeah. So we're decent teachers, uh, but marketing maybe and perhaps naming not always our strongest suit. So the name of the event is the virtual event on virtual events, perhaps not the most original, but it does say what it is. And over the course of three days, the one that we have coming up is October 1st through the 3rd. We are going to be teaching everything that we know about virtual events and how you can hopefully even before this year is over, host your very own virtual event and offer a high ticket offer for your own purpose-driven payday. Day one, uh, we're going to be teaching all about strategize because here at Sage, we do everything from a strategy first perspective. Um, In the afternoon, we're also going to be talking about the tech stack Right. So for those of you who are a little bit concerned about the technology of virtual event, you don't have to be. That's the cool thing, because we have an amazing client who Katie actually knows by the name of Sandra Angelo, who put an event on for 11 people out of her living room 
and generated $92,000 from our high ticket offer. And I promise you, she is not the most tech savvy person <laughs> we have in the group. We did our first one from our bedroom. Remember, we, we moved our yeah. bed out to make our stage and shot it with our family camera and a laptop and moved the bed back in to sleep every night. So it doesn't exactly. have to be technical. It really doesn't. That's the cool part. But we are going to cover the tech stack. So whether you're just a beginner or perhaps a little bit more advanced, you know what to do. Day two is all about monetize, right? How do you take all the strategy that you learned on day one and um, develop a strategy to monetize your live event? That's, again, talking about your purpose-driven payday. Uh, We also cover how to fill the event because that's one of the biggest questions that people have. Like, okay, I want to do a live event, but how do I get people there? So we're going to be covering that on day two. Uh, And then day three is all about what we call actualize, which is I've got the strategy, I've got the monetization strategy, now I got to put it into action and actually host my live event. Because bottom line is if you leave this event and you don't host your very own, then it was just three days wasted. And we want you to walk away with a blueprint for your very own virtual event and high ticket offer that translates to a purpose-driven payday and be able to actually put it into action. So that's what day three is all about. So it's coming up October 1st through the 3rd. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really super excited about it, actually. And I would encourage anyone who is thinking about using a live event to, uh, to help your business or to grow your business or to launch your next course or high ticket offer to be there, especially when you go into it with the eyes of a student, because Blue, you and Barry do the event exactly the way you teach to do events. So even as you're giving out the content of how to do this, you're also modeling it during those three days. And that for me is what I most enjoy from watching you do this is that not only am I getting the content of it, but there's also like I'm watching it happen right before my very eyes. And I always come away learning something new. Well, thank you for that. It's definitely a little meta, right? You're learning how to do a virtual event while you're going through a virtual event. But it's, yeah, it's awesome. And Katie, I I know you and I spoke about this early on, and you had asked if there was anything special that we could do for your audience before we spoke. And of course, the answer to that question is yes. So one of the biggest things, for those of you who join us, and Katie has a special link for you, we're going to also provide you with a small course. It's a mini course, but a very, very important one called Overcoming Objections. And whether you host your very own virtual event or you come to our event and say, wow, that's crazy. I'm never doing that again. Um, (laughs) This course by itself is worth the cost of admission because it Barry teaches exactly the five core objections that people have to your high ticket offer. And in reality, those five core objections apply regardless of whether it's a high ticket offer or a low ticket offer. And not only does she define them, but also explains how to actually overcome them. Uh, So we're going to be including that for anybody who comes from this podcast or from Katie's community. And thanks to Katie for asking for that. We'd love to have you at the event. Yeah, I'm so excited, you guys. That training is worth the price of it. Even if you can't go to the three days, sign up and get that training because it would totally improve the way that you serve your people and the way that you're able to sell by serving um, with with your offers. It's just amazing. I've heard it several times and always, like I said, go away, learning something new. You definitely want to do that. And the link to get your ticket and the free training Blue is talking about is at handprintlegacy.com forward slash TVE. And that's TVE for the virtual event. 
All right. And we'll also have that in the show notes. So don't worry if you can't remember it. But I'm really, really excited about that and looking forward to also perhaps throwing in a little something extra on our end for those who also show up and attend that event. I will be there and I look forward to seeing you there as well. And Blue, I can't thank you enough for your time today and what you've shared about using virtual events to launch. And I wish you the best on your event. Oh, well, thank you, Katie. And thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure and uh, looking forward to serving you and also your audience. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Remember, your message matters. So I'm Katie Horner of HandprintLegacy.com, obsessed with helping faith-based entrepreneurs design, grow, and delight in the business that affords you the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. It's been my honor today to host you on the For Your Success podcast, and I do hope you'll scroll down wherever you're hearing this and leave me a comment or review. You can get all of today's links and show notes over at foryoursuccesspodcast.com. And until next time, remember, my friend, your message matters. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.